Hey everyone, welcome to the Drone to 1K podcast. I am your host and founder of Drone Launch Academy, David Young. Welcome back. If you've been a regular listener, uh, I have been gone for like, or gone from the podcast for about a month or maybe two um, to bring it back. So I got COVID, I don't know, a month or two ago. So that knocked me off for probably a good two or three weeks. And then by that point, we were behind with other projects. Like we were working on a new drone mapping and 3D modeling course. We're in the middle of getting that uh, worked out. We were improving some of our other courses and doing some other promos and launches. So uh, the podcast got pushed back just because we were behind on everything because I got COVID. So I'm back. We have three episodes left to round out season four. Very excited to bring them to you. Uh, If you haven't been listening to the podcast before, what we do is we interview guests who have their own drone service business, um, making a broad range of amounts of money. The minimum criteria to be on the show is to be making at least $1,000 a month. Uh, We usually ask people to make $1,000 a month for a few months in a row so we can see some consistency. And we have people all the way up to making, you know, five-figure months or six-figure plus years. So uh, a lot of different perspectives on the show. And um, I love diving into people's stories, hearing what they're up to. I learn a lot, and we make a lot of great connections that way and hopefully bring you a lot of valuable information. If you are enjoying the podcast, a way to get a free t-shirt is if you go to Apple Podcasts and you leave a review for us there, um, letting us know what you think, your honest feedback, if you like it, if you don't like it, uh, let us know, and then screenshot that, email it to me, david at dronelaunchacademy.com. Please also put Jorge at DroneLaunchAcademy.com on there, and we will send you a free t-shirt as a thank you for leaving that review. So if you listen to the podcast a lot, you may already know that. You may already have a free t-shirt, so thanks for doing that. Um, Another way we can help you out in your drone journey, uh, we have a couple courses on our uh, site that are typically around 50 bucks, but we're going to be giving them to you for $1 a piece. Um, Just use the promo code podcast to get one dollar so that is the drones 101 course the mini 2 mastery course the uh mavic mini 101 course and soon we will have the drone business foundations course that's a 100 course but we'll probably give it to podcast listeners for a dollar that basically walks you through everything you need to know before starting your drone business including walking you through step by step how to make a complete drone business plan for yourself how to know um, to how to evaluate which niche you might want to go into all the mindset stuff just all the best practices from what we've learned on the podcast and in my experience from interviewing tons and tons of different drone business owners. So be on the lookout for that. That is a part of our Drone Business Mastery Program, which is a set of five different courses helping people launch and scale successful drone businesses. We used to call that program Drone to 1K, but people were getting confused with the podcast and they were also like, well, why would I join a course if I can only make $1,000? And we're like, no, well, we want you to make at least $1,000. People are making a lot more than that. So we changed it to Drone Business Mastery. Uh, and it went, since it was so much, we split it up in individual programs because some people were saying, well, I already have a drone business, but I really like to get the Google Ads part of the course. So people were asking for little pieces of the course. So we just split it up into what makes sense, allowed people to purchase the courses individually or as a whole. So that's a good update on where we are uh, Drone Launch Academy-wise. We should have our new mapping course coming out, hopefully here in the next... I don't know, a month or two. Uh, We've been filming it. We were filming it last week. We'll be doing more filming next week. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, It might take a little longer because we're trying to add more and more to it to make it really good and like really good, highly produced with animations and all that good stuff. So uh, it might might take a little bit longer because I want to make sure we get it right to make it like the best possible mapping course that could possibly be out there. Because there's a recent stat out that showed uh, 2021, the businesses, the drone service businesses that were making the most money 
the number one niche for 100K plus drone businesses uh, was in the mapping space. So we wanna make sure you guys have the best and highest skills you can have for your drone service business if you're thinking about starting one. All right, without further ado, we have with us today on the podcast, Patrick Whalen of Backstage Aerial. I don't wanna spoil too much, but there's a story about him flying a drone extremely close to Justin Bieber's face. Uh, he flies for concerts. He um, has flown for Netflix, for Amazon, done a lot of stuff. COVID actually killed his existing business that he was in, which is more of the events and touring business. Uh, then he got into drones and he hustled and hustled. He went from zero to six figures in just 12 months. So I'm really excited to bring you his story and how he did that. Hopefully you find it beneficial. So let's dive in. All right, everyone, welcome to the podcast. Today with me, I have uh, Patrick Whalen from Backstage Aerial on the podcast. Thanks for joining me, Patrick. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, it's good. Um, I'm glad we're, we're rounding out uh, season four here of the podcast. Um, you are actually indoors in a nice looking quiet room. I'm outside on a deck. If you guys aren't, if you're watching the video, you can see trees behind me, but if you're not, so if you hear like a random bird chirping or something, um, it's probably me. So apologies. I was telling, uh, I was telling Patrick that we're on a little short trip here to North Carolina and uh, I've got four children sleeping inside. So I don't have my normal quiet studios. I figured out here on the, uh, the deck was probably the best I was going to get. So anyways, Patrick, um, thanks for joining us. Why don't you start off, tell us a little bit about who you are and um, just kind of how you started getting into drones. Uh, sure. So I have um, been in the entertainment business all my adult life, um, whether it's film, TV, uh, but mostly live concerts and tours. Um, I've been a production manager and a uh, vendor of concert support equipment for years. And we were uh, getting into some of the best years or the, the best season we were ever going to have in 2020. And then COVID hit like mm. everybody. Not the best for live events, huh? Um, no, not the best for live events. And I had always had a passion for remote control cars and RC planes and, um, you know, a little bit of drones, some of the cheaper ones, which I've donated to trees in the Pacific Ocean. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I, you know, I, I always wanted to, you know, learn a little bit more. And so the, I think the first week of COVID, I was like, well, you know, I'm going to buy a, a upgraded drone and and learn, you know, how to fly and, and then how to make it a little bit more so I can use it for filming my own stuff and immediately got hooked and was flying at the RC park literally every day. My, I had a Phantom 3 standard I bought off of eBay. Okay. And uh, I think I upgraded like a month later to the Phantom 4 Pro and started doing some real estate videos, got, got my 107. Uh, cool. and, and then just became a sponge on the internet, much like watching, you know, some of your videos, um, and watching everybody else's videos. And they all started kind of, some of this stuff contradicted each other. Some of it kind of molded together and you're like, ah, got it. And mainly like, you know, we're, we're, you know, drone launch really came in for us or for me was the settings. Like, cause I didn't know, you know, all the tricks and the trades of the settings. I knew how to, to get video cameras and film cameras to work the way I wanted them. But DJI has different language and different settings that sometimes are a little goofy and you kind of like scratch your head and, and just, you know, having some sort of resource that was reliable that I could go to and, and use that, that became valuable for me. Awesome. Um, now, assuming you did the, did you do the aerial video A to Z course that one by Alex Harris? Yep. Yep. Okay, cool. 
And, and, you know, there were some parts of it that I, I skipped over, but other parts of it, you know, like that were really important to me. And it was mainly the filming tricks. I, I had a little bit of Adobe Premiere Pro editing. And so I was kind of going and, and having to relearn that. And I mean, in six months, I, I literally taught myself how to fly a drone, how to make it more cinematic and not just do the spin around that everybody does and right. on YouTube. Right. Um, and then the, the the biggest mountain was just the FAA rules and regulations, and especially being in Los Angeles, mm -hmm. you know, there's there's so many more because it's Class B airspace most of the city, and then over the ocean, so it, it became a little bit trickier to do, you know, some of the projects. Sure. But I, we've, I've gotten way, uh, you know, worked around it now. Um, but the most, I think, the the biggest thing for me was that, you know taking a leap and, and jumping into it and making it my full-time business where I have to get supported financially by it was, you know, I mean, just terrifying to me and mm -hmm. I did it. And I, and I just, I kept going and practicing flying every day, even though it was a, you know, a phantom. Uh, I know that sounds crazy, but it wasn't really the flight part. It was the camera movement and the gimbal and yeah. just having those things working in unison together because, I, I knew what the shots were that were bad on YouTube and I wanted to make sure that I wasn't replicating those. And so it was just <laughs> practice and, and, yeah. and muscle memory. And, um, uh, six months later, I started doing some film work for live nation and I was asked because in the past I'd worked with them on the music side, they had asked me for, um, for some drone work. And they said, we have one problem though. And I said, what is it? And they said, you have to have $10 million of liability insurance to fly a drone on any Live Nation property. And I looked at him and I said, give me one hour, I'll call you back and called my insurance. <laughs> one hour. And I said, what if I need $10 million of insurance in the next 24 hours? He said, you can have it in the next 48 hours, but you're going to fall over when I give you the bill for it. And I said, uh -oh. well, this is what the clients want and this is what I have to do. Uh, so let's do it. And once again, it, it's, it's a risk that I was willing to take to further my business. And I did it. We, we shot um, a Hyundai commercial for them and, and, and a drive-through. And- Was that through Live Nation as well? Yep. And, mm -hmm. then, and then after that, we became a preferred vendor for Hyundai. And wow. bought my first Inspire. Uh, Inspire 2 with an X7 and a 16 millimeter lens. And that became my daily flying it. Like people go to the gym, I would go to the RC park from seven to nine in the morning every day. Mm. And to this day, I still three days a week go to the RC park. I'm flying FPV drones for that just to get better as a pilot and get my skills better. And I really enjoy it. it it's yeah. FPV flying to me is like golf. It's you never are going to be done it, there's always going to be room for improvement and and yeah. uh, i've crashed a few in my day <laughs> <laughs> I but but i mean it was it's just taking the risk and and trusting in yourself and you know and just practicing and that's brought us to today so we've now done in since april 24th 2020 okay i've worked for amazon justin bieber uh live nation hyundai red bull um, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones on uh, Netflix. So, you know, I've been pretty lucky that I I've got to transition and, and, and really build this into a business pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And yeah. did you mention, so what level, I mean, you went from zero to like a bunch of clients. So 
I mean, do you mind sharing with us like ballpark, like revenue figures that you hit for, for your year or like your run rate maybe? Yeah. So uh, I'll, I'll give you a ballpark. Um, in, in the first year, every single drone was paid for. I had no debt and I cleared six figures. Wow. In, from That's awesome. April, it, April 24th to 1231 of 2020 with COVID. Wow. So um, it's possible. And, and, yeah. and it's, you know, it was nothing other than hard work. And I have to say this, I am not the best drone pilot in the world. And I'm not mm-hmm. the best camera operator in the world. I have a great camera operator now that that does all my Inspire. And, and now we're moving into just got our Komodo and we're having a bigger heavy lift drone built right now. Mm, um, cool. But it, it has to do with networking and, and really getting off your butt. Um, mm-hmm. You could be the best pilot in the world. Your reel could be amazing, but if you're not going out and and pounding the pavement and using tools that you have and people that you know, your the business isn't going to go anywhere. And I I know a yeah. lot of people that have spent way more money on drones than I have and have lost a lot more. Yeah, you know, it, and it, it's no, a, a hustle. Yeah, that's so that's so so true. Yeah. So if you're listening to this, I mean, you've heard over and over again people say, you know very similar to what you said, Patrick, like, Hey, I'm not the best drone pilot in the world. Like, yeah, you're, you're good. And you know, I can tell, obviously you've practiced and you, you put a lot of, uh, you know, you take pride in being good and trying to be the best you can. Right. But you could be awesome. But if you didn't have contacts and a network and those things, it would mean nothing basically. Right. So, yeah. yeah. And, and I, I think that goes, I mean, it's for any business really. Right. Um, exactly. Yep. You know, uh, we all read the Facebook posts and, and all these, you know, drone for hire groups. And it's like, just got my 107 license. I'm ready to work. And, yeah. and, you know, it, it, it's always kind of interesting to read the responses because it usually is going to be like, so am I, me too. Yeah. You know, w- welcome to the club, wrong website for this or wrong, wrong group for this. <laughs> um, but I mean, it, it's, it's kind of how things go. It's people expect that they get their 107 and, and the phone is going to just blow up and ring off the right. hook. Right. And it's, I think it's really important that, you know, you understand that the only way you're going to separate yourself from the other 200 or 500 competitors of yours that have 107s and some sort of drone or quad is the, how you're going to handle the clients and getting out there and putting them, you know, in front of their faces. And Mm -hmm. I, I did take a couple of examples of doing some drone real estate work for free. Like I'd call real estate agents up and, you know, Having been in business and an entrepreneur, the last thing you ever want to do is give anything away for free. But I did it for two reasons. One, I wanted to see the interaction between the client and myself. Like, how, how are these guys going to react? Because this mm-hmm. is going to prepare me for possibly working with a director or a DP. And, and the other thing I wanted to see is what do they expect? Like, what are they going to really look for? And how much import are they going to have? And I did probably five or six of those videos for free. And I'm really glad I did one, because if I messed up, <laughs> I could just right. be like, How much pressure. Here, here's your free video. And, yeah. and, you know, I was teaching myself color grading at the time. So, you know, I, I, I should, one of these days I'm going to watch the first video again. It's pretty <laughs> bad. Like, hey, but but it's, it's was, always going to be bad though, you know? Yeah. But I mean, it was a learning curve and, and that's where you got to jump in with both feet and, and, you know, swallow your pride for a second and, and just go do it because you need the experience of not only flying the drone and, and flying and filming whatever the subject is, whether it's a, a person or a building or something, but you also have to have that experience of 
How are you going to interact with the client while you're flying? How, what are you going to do to make their lives a little bit easier? Or what questions are you going to ask? There were, there were things that I just didn't even expect. Like, you know, I, I quickly realized that there's nothing worse than the client sitting over your shoulder trying to look at your screen while you're flying. There, there's mm-hmm. hands down the worst thing in the world because you can feel your <laughs> breath on your neck and, and, you know, and they're like, oh, and they're trying to, you know, what about right, go right there? And, yeah. and, and it's like, so I, I immediately bought like a little $300 monitor with a, you know, HDMI cable that was like 14 feet long and in an, another tripod. So I would get them away from me and they loved that. Cause like, they can watch what you're doing. Thing. And they sit there and they're glued to the screen and they, they're quiet. They're, they're, <laughs> they're just, they're watching. They're like, this is the coolest thing. And I'm like, yeah. and then I can go, what do you think of this shot? Should we try it this way? And, mm. and now we're using my my expertise as a drone pilot and a camera operator and asking questions intelligently and they're making judgments based on what my questions are and that all came from very quick experience doing real estate videos i'm not saying that it's for everybody but even if it's you know surveying or if you're going to do some line inspections or whatever i think doing a couple of them for free or a massive discount just to get the gig and understand how to do i mean there's a whole process like I have uh, an operating procedure just for me before I even give it to any of the staff we bring in of, I need to make sure that the contract's been sent. I need to check the FAA. I need to update all my logbooks. I carry TFRs and NOTAMs with me at all times printed. So if we get stopped by the FAA, we have everything in hand. Like those are basic things that I've learned through different courses just to, to make sure that before we even fly, we're compliant and, and, and being, uh, I guess, a responsible drone owner operator. Yeah. And you're just covering all your bases and, yeah, and make but, sure that you're safe. Yeah. But that, that experience of, of working with somebody, uh, was better, the best money spent. And, uh, yeah. and, and it really, there, cause there were a couple of them that, you know, real estate agents are, I, I hate to pick on you guys, but it's a great example because, they, they have an idea of what they want and sometimes they don't know how to articulate it. And they think that when you show up, it's going to take 10 minutes and you're going to have these amazing views and then you leave and then they can go work on the next house where that's not how it works. You know, you, it's going to take a couple of times and a couple of shots that you need to do. And you're dealing with all kinds of different egos and levels. And so it's a really good, I guess, free education for yeah. learning how to deal with clients. Yeah. No, I love that. Now I want to go back a little bit and too dive in. I feel like we, you, you went quickly through your whole, like, Sorry. Zero to six. no, it's fine. That's good. It's good. It's good to get like a good overview of the full picture of like where you've been right now. I want to kind of pick apart some pieces. Absolutely. Um, so, so you've, You've been in, you said, kind of like the live event space for a while, right? As doing production and different things like that. Yep. Um, so it sounds like you maybe had some relationships from uh, from um, when you worked in that industry. You know, when COVID hit, you're saying, hey, you what made you be like, hey, I'm going to make drones my full-time thing? Was it that COVID hit and there was no work for you that used to, be, that used to exist? You know, um, really what it was, I, I the drone... Um, the drone interest all of a sudden became for just my own personal use and hobby of flying it around boats and stuff on the Pacific Ocean and, and had no real thought about turning it into a really uh, into a business. Mm-hmm. But I loved flying so much that I was like, I could see myself doing this more often. And 
I had a friend that was heavily involved in drones from a recreational standpoint um, through the Drone Racing League. And mm. uh, I'm like, I want to get a, a really good drone that, that I can crash and it won't be a big deal. And he's like, well, get a DJI product, whatever you're going to do. Uh, start with that. And because I was buying the cheaper ones, like I said. Yeah. And I think it was maybe a month after I had been flying pretty regularly. I was like, okay, I, I want to get my pilot's license so I can see if I can make some money. And I, yeah. I had planned on just doing real estate. Like mm -hmm. that was going to be my, my thing. Mm -hmm. And you're right. I mean, having worked in the, in the entertainment industry for so long and having done TV shows and film shoots for with different artists and all that, I, I, I started kind of at a, a seven on the scale of one to 10. I'm not, you know, that that's no lie. I mean, I had that Rolodex. Well, I mean, I think everybody's, you know, everybody's got something that they've worked in. Maybe they've worked in some industry. Now, sure, maybe some are more conducive to others, but yeah. everybody knows somebody. And if you don't, you can always get to know people, right, too. So yeah. that's one thing which I tell people is like, listen, just think about what your past experience is and can you apply drones in any way to the people that you already know and the industries that you're already familiar with and things like that. So, I mean, even if you knew all those people, you still could have totally dropped the ball on the opportunity. I mean, it's not like it just landed in your lap, you know? Oh, no. And, and I mean, everybody's got a sphere of influence. You yeah, know, exactly. You've got your circle of friends and we often forget and, you know, who we know and we usually know a lot more people than we think. And so mm -hmm. I, 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 very quickly became the social media, I guess, um, bot. Like I, I literally just, my, my personal pages, I made backstage aerial LinkedIn page. I made a backstage aerial Twitter page and just started blowing up. And even if I wasn't shooting, you know, or showing content, it was like, got this new drone, take a picture of it. And just constantly keeping in the, the mix and built a website through GoDaddy None of the stuff I did, I, I mean, because I didn't, I had money for the drones, but when you spend that money and you're still building the business, that's kind yeah. of it. So yeah. you become the head of marketing too for your company. Mm -hmm. And that's the crucial part is everybody within a month and people that I hadn't talked to in years knew I was flying drones for a living and knew about mm -hmm. this business mm -hmm. only for the simple fact of I just blew it up and I would hashtag DJI and filming and drones and real estate and just constantly focusing on building the business. And, and so it was fly in the morning, come back, sit down from 10 a.m. till 7 p.m. and just call people, network, building the business. And, and so it's a lot of hard work, but that's how you separate yourself away from the competition because you're right. Everybody is, is wanting to buy for these same jobs, but they're just like, they'll post it on Facebook, like, hey, available in Indiana. Uh, Mavic 2 Pro or, you know, Mavic Air or Phantom 4. And, but that's it. Right. And, right. you know, you, you've got to have a little bit of a level of personality to come in and, and start making a little bit of wave in the industry. And especially if you're going to work in an industry like real estate, like surveying or in like film, it's pretty saturated, but they're still, this is still in my book, a very new and in a, in a industry that's in its infancy still it's still evolving it's evolving fast but i think there's a lot of room for a lot of people to come in and make a really good living yeah i mean it's funny i feel like a lot of people you hear a lot of times saying oh this industry is set it seems like 
when someone uses the word saturated, it's like people are just slur their hands up like, oh, it's saturated. Like, I, I just can't, I can't make any money. It's like, well, there's a lot of dentists in the world. You know what I mean? Dentists don't go, well, the market's saturated. I just, you know, I, I can't make any money being a dentist. It's like, well, dentists do their own marketing and you can have dentists that just set up shop and sit there and no one ever comes in. Or you can have dentists who go to every local business and say, hey, offer your customers a free cleaning at my place or whatever. You know, every business where you can make money, someone could say, oh, it's just saturated. There's a lot of bookkeepers in the world. There's a ton of, let's, you know, even something like photography used to be just regular ground yeah. photography, right? Let's say that used to be a little bit more specialized because you had to know how to operate the cameras, things like that. Now everybody's got a cell phone. And I still have friends who do weddings and they do photos, videos, and they make hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, even though it's a so-called super saturated. <laughs> the mo everybody, everybody sitting at that wedding is a quote photographer because they have uh, a phone in their pocket. But I just feel like that's such a, I don't know. I get a little frustrated. It feels a little bit like a cop no, out when some people are like, oh, the market's saturated. I just can't do anything because they talk to five people and those five people they talk to weren't interested. And so they go, oh, well, the market's saturated. So I just, there's nothing I can do. Well, you know what I mean? It's an easy answer. I'll, I'll tell you this. As much as I was picking on the real estate agents because of the different personalities, real estate agents are a great case study for how to start a business mm -hmm. because Real estate agents, everybody knows a real estate agent. You, you can't throw a rock and not hit a real estate agent in a group of people. That's just, there's, that's saturated. Yeah. And, and those guys hustle because they're all independent. They're running their own business and they're all banging at the doors. They're sending out mailers. They're making phone calls. If you ever talk to a real estate agent in a casual dinner and they find out you don't have an agent, even if you're not looking to buy a house, they're your new best friend. Mm -hmm. And it, it's very similar to that in any business, but, but the drone industry, especially because people tend to not know what they're looking at when they're watching a drone video, they see it go mm -hmm. up and they're like, wow, that's really cool. They're not looking at the lighting. They're not looking at the drone. They're not looking at the footage and, and how fast you're going or how slow are you dialing in? Or are you jibbing or, or, you know, what, what, what the technical side of it is. They just think it's cool because they're seeing something from the air. Mm -hmm. That's what they're cool. And, and so now what becomes the most important is how you sell yourself and how you sell your business and how you sell your services. We are not by any means the cheapest company. And I do turn down projects because I don't want to take the, the cheap lowball gigs. And, and those are fine. But I have a van now. I have insurance. I have employees. My expenses went up. And so I have to make sure that whatever, as soon as we leave, we're making money and we're not losing money. Yep. So... The, 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 the focus then becomes on the owner of the business and what services are you going to offer? What is your expertise? And I'll tell you before all of that personality goes much further. If you're mm -hmm. can be polite, if you can be kind, if you can be understanding that these people don't know what they're looking for, it's your job to convey it to them through, through all your training and all of the education you've had how you're going to relay and, and articulate it into a way that they can understand it because they're not going to understand your technical terms, but they're, they will understand the shot that they're looking for, or you can ask questions and go, I think I know what you need. Why don't mm -hmm. we shoot it over here this way? And we'll come across and we'll sweep over the property or we'll, you know, we'll do this quadrant of, of the surveying first, or we'll check this pull first and then we'll come back. Does that make sense to you? And put it back as a question. Now they're engaged with you. And that shows a service. The worst thing you can do is go, 
I know what I'm doing. I got my 107, got my fancy vest on. <laughs> this is the way we're going to shoot it. And and no, no, don't tell me what I, I know what I'm doing. And I've watched a pilot do that. He didn't even know I was a drone pilot. And mm. he told the client how he was going to film it. And the client was like, that's not what we want. We want it more, you know, uh, the facade. And then we want the sun behind the drone. I was like, well, yeah, that makes sense. And, <laughs> and so, so there's, there's, you know, a, a lot of parts and moving uh, pieces to any of these companies, whether it's drones or anything else. But I think a lot of it gets forgotten as we start up because we're so hungry to make that money that we forget that we have to be personable and we have to be nice and we're selling us first, then we're selling the drones and then we're selling the services. Yep. Now I want to, I think that's all awesome advice and, and it's so true. Um, I'm curious, people are always, you know, one of the biggest things that we get asked is, all right, you know, similar to what you said, I've got my 107, I'm practicing, trying to build my business. Like what's the best way for me to go out and find clients? And so I'm curious, for you, um, you know, when you were going from, it sounds like you did a little bit of real estate, but you transitioned over to the live event space. How did that happen? And how did you get the clients in the live event space or on more on the film side, I would call it, you know, versus yeah. doing real estate or do you still do real estate? Uh, I don't do real estate. Um, I, I, I did that as a training for, mm -hmm. for me, like I said, and it was really to see how, you know, what, what kind of shots. And, and once I felt comfortable doing the real estate and I did some land surveying and, and some roof, uh, I think I did one uh, roof inspection, which, okay. you, know, you know, I was still pretty new at flying and we had like, I think there was a 20 mile an hour crosswind that was oh boy. so <laughs> all the video like came out. So I wound up redoing it again for free. Um, and, and so once I got comfortable flying and once I got comfortable with figuring out my shot list and, and, and making and doing a little bit more pre um, pre site work before I got on site, I would kind of figure out, you know, what are, what are they looking for? How do I want to shoot this? And starting to ask the right questions as far as what the clients and needs are. Um, then I felt comfortable enough to start calling my friends up and people I knew in the industry and said, I'm flying drones now. I know there's not a lot of events going on, but if you ever need anything, let me know. And one of my uh, people I hadn't talked to in 10 years said, you are a genius. And I said, how does, how does that work? And he said, you found an industry where you don't have to be by anybody. Mm. This is brilliant. He's like, I wish I would have thought of this. He's like, you can do all these film projects and you don't have to be by the film crew. You could be on the other side of, of a field. Mm. And for COVID compliance, for us, this is great. Yes, we have a project for you. It's a, it's a live event. And we know you can't fly over people. Come down to the site and, and let me know what you think. And there was a, an alleyway and an open lot behind the site. So there becomes my flight path. So I didn't need to go... At, you know, I, we did ask the FAA and they were like, don't bother us. This is fine. Do whatever you want. <laughs> Just don't fly over people. And, and that's how we got around it. And so the problem was that they had this group. They wanted to have a drone footage. We wanted some aerial imaging. And the solution was, you know, we're going to rely on backstage aerial to come up with and tell us how we can do this legally. And immediately, uh, you know, it's, I was fresh out of 107. So I was like, oh, I know. We can fly here. There's no people. There's this dirt lot, and 
we turned this product in and we, we shot it for him. And I, I think I shot it on, I did, I shot it on my Phantom four. Yeah. And, cool. and you know, the, once again, the difference was that I charged a lot for it mm-hmm. and they paid it. And, and it, it was only for the simple fact of, I took the time to go do a site visit. So that was a fee. I took some time to write up, you know, our shot list. And so I charged them for pre-production for that. So I, you know, there, there's other ways to make money other than flying the drones. Mm. And, and, yeah. and I'm, I'm not an, uh, a great editor. So I went and found an editor on one of the Facebook groups that does film and said, Hey, look, I've got some projects. Can you figure out a rate for me and let's cut a rate either by the minute. And then we'll figure out how many revisions we're going to allow for that rate. And, and that's what we did. And so we're, we're, we're on our third project right now. Awesome. Um, and, and so it's all pretty new. Yeah. So, so it's all pretty new, but you've done, what about all the other projects that you've done for Live Nation, all that stuff? How did you get into all that? Or, or, the, or was that a Live Nation project? Uh, no. So Live Nation, uh, from a production management standpoint, has oh, been gotcha. in mind for a long time. So, yeah. um, you know, they had, they knew me as a person, they knew me as a business person, and they knew my work ethic, and then also my attention to the detail on the safety issues, which is was big for them. Mm-hmm. So uh, when the, the Hyundai drive-through experience happened, um, we were the only ones that would, you know, give them the $10 million insurance policy. And um, they didn't want to see a reel or anything. And I was shocked. I'm like, okay, wow, this is great. I mean, I only have like three other things that I could show you, but, um, and you know, they trusted me and they trusted the work we were going to do. And, and up to that, I think I had two weeks to prepare or before the, we were going to shoot. So I would spend, I don't know, probably six hours at the RC park every day, just mm. practicing shots and and really honing in my 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 skills as a pilot because with the phantom you're you're you know in a lot of the smaller drones you're the camera operator and you're the pilot so mm-hmm. there's a lot going on to think about and so we just had i had a couple extra visual observers because the it was a big area that we were in so we i think we had four visual observers just so they could see the corners and and i could fly around to, you know closer to objects and we all were on radios and we just practiced over and over how we were going to shoot it. And then when I went to the actual event, I already had my shot list laid out. I knew what I wanted to get, how I wanted to get it, where I was going to be. I knew where the sun was going to be in relationship to the way that we were working. So all of the, the film you know, elements and, and education I had learned either online uh, or you know, just through um, experience in my short time uh, became a, a great asset in my arsenal of, of tricks for getting what the client wanted. Yeah. Now how did this for the live nation thing? Did you just call them up and say, Hey, I'm doing just similar to how you did with your, your other friend and say, Hey, yeah, I'm doing I, drone I stuff mean, now. I, and do you need anything? Or I, 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 I took a, a, a acquaintance I had from live nation and friend and took them out to lunch and told them what I was doing. And, you know, and they said, well, um, you know, we have very strict rules of, what we need. And, and I said, I will follow those. And then that's when the insurance came up. Um, and it, it's, it's appealing to what the client's demands are. And, mm. and that's the most important thing. And, and so I was willing to spend a little extra money on the front end, but I knew that it would pay off 
years down the road that I automatically turned around and, and got the insurance they needed, filled out all the paperwork that they need, which was a lot. And, you know, uh, it was just a relationship that I had rekindled. Um, and there are many more like that. I mean, every Amazon is, is the one that was kind of a raw one. That was a cold call in, but they had heard mm -hmm. of me through another friend, another mm -hmm. DP had recommended. So, you know, when you start doing projects with people, um, the best advice I could give you is when you're getting done and you're wrapping up, instead of saying goodbye, say, thank you very much for the business. I would appreciate it if you ever hear of anybody else needing drones, please give them my name and number, my cell number, my email. I would really appreciate that. And then follow it up again with after this, you know, when in a couple of weeks we should go to lunch or something. There, there's an investment in clients that we forget about. And, and they are your best source of advertisement over the, you know, any Google ads or Facebook ads or anything. Word of mouth is great because those people are the ones that will help promote your business faster than anybody. And that's what I did is mm -hmm. I would, when we would do a shoot, I would say, thank you very much. Love to grab lunch with you sometime when we have time. And if anybody else needs any, you know, drones or any other kind of filming, uh, please give me a call. And mm -hmm. You know, that is what has been sort of our catalyst for pushing our business forward is, is that we've really pushed, um, you know, as hard as we could to get new clients yeah. and, and just by word of mouth. Yeah, no, that's awesome. So I was going to go back to something you said too earlier. I, yeah. I'm remembering back when you said, um, you know, you're like, yeah, I'm not the best editor. So I went out and found one and, you know, agreed on a rate. I think that's something else that I wanted to just remind people of, I hear all the time, regardless of what industry it is like, oh, well, I'm not good at editing. Or I hear people on the mapping side saying, oh, well, I'm not a licensed surveyor, so I can't do this. Or, you know, they find reasons why, oh, there's a requirement with this job, therefore I can't do it. Rather than thinking of, oh, who do I know that's a surveyor that I can partner with and they can sign off on it and I can fly the drone, we can work together. Cause you know, there's, if, if anybody's heard Root Patel on our podcast, that's an example he gave, but it's the same thing but on kind of like the film side right here, you said, hey, I'm not the best editor, but I found someone who is good and I brought them in. And where you're creating value is you have a relationship where you've built trust with them. And then you're able to see the pieces and go out there and say, okay, here's what we need. And you're putting it together. And you know, in this instance, you flew the drone, but you hypothetically probably could have even hired a drone pilot to do it. And you could have still made money on it because there's value in being able to provide like an end product for that customer, whether it's you're bringing in an editor or a visual observer, whoever you need on the team uh, to get that done and the insurance and all that stuff, right? You're the one taking the risk and who knows how to put the pieces together. And that's where there's a lot of value. People, that's why people, I tell people like, you can fly jobs for drone base or whatever, but if you want to practice, but like the value proposition of just getting up there taking a couple pictures and coming back down is pretty small because anybody with a drone who can follow instructions can do that. Where you create the value is when you, you go to the RC park for six hours and practice the shots over and over again to get really good and, you know, come organize with checklists and you know people and you're able to network. Like that's the stuff that's going to be able to um, create a lot more value. And I just loved hearing that from you. I think one of the, the benefits I've found with drone launch is, just having references where I can go through sections. Like if I get stuck on a shot or there's something I'm not really sure of, I'll go back and kind of watch what Alex was saying. And, and I really love having that ability to go back and use references. And, and 
and and I think that sometimes we get too complacent because we're you know after the first month or two or three, you've watched drone launch, you've watched all the you know all the YouTube videos you want to watch. You go, I got it, and you know I'm still learning. I I am still watching as many videos on filming. I watch camera videos now on different camera settings and different ways, and and it may not even be related to drones. But I'm I'm constantly trying to get that knowledge and learn more, so I can be a better pilot. I can be a better camera operator, and I I can be better at the client services side, which is really important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I don't want to take up too much more of your time. I think we've been going for about forty minutes now. But oh, cool. um, but I I do want to get your advice. Let's say you know we've got you've been given a lot of advice throughout the podcast. But if you were talking to someone new and they're like, oh, I want to do something in either, you know, live events or film or TV or even just kind of general video production. Um, and I'm trying to, I'm trying to break in, I'm discouraged. Um, kind of what, what advice would you give them um, that has helped you? Uh, do some free shots. I mean, do, do, go do some projects for free because there's no money involved. So the stress is going to be less. You may build a relationship that, you know, if, if you're doing uh, somebody that's a student and, and they're a DP or a director and they're going through film school and they need a drone shot, go do it for free. It, has, it doesn't hurt you. And mm -hmm. that's a relationship you may carry with and you never know who the next director is going to be that'll break. And maybe it's that guy or that girl. And, and you're going to have this relationship that you started with them from day one and people don't forget that. Um, don't get discouraged. Um, it's okay to admit that you don't know everything because I sure don't, but uh, don't try and snow people. Um, it will get you in big trouble and, mm -hmm. and don't agree to everything. There's a lot of shoots that people want done and they're like, well, we've got four other bids and you're saying you won't do it. And I'm like, it's class B aerospace. It's next to LAX. I would have to get authorizations. I'd have to get a waiver. I can't do it until we get all that in place. And they're like, well, the shoots tomorrow, we're going to go with the other guy. Don't mm -hmm. take those jobs because the fines will outweigh what any kind of money and the damage to your license will or certi certification will, will be far greater than any kind of money you'll have in the future from that. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, but just keep working at it hard. I mean, it, yeah. it, 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 you get in, uh, you gotta, you gotta really dig in and, and, and push hard. I mean, if, if you don't want to work at it, it's, you're not going to get much back. Yeah. No, I love it. I, I think you've given tons of, good advice. And I think the big, you know, my biggest takeaway, you know, from, for hopefully for the people listening to this is, you know, you just have gotten out there and you just were committed to it, right? It wasn't like, oh, I'm going to dabble and I might call a couple people. You're like, no, from this time to this time, I was working at it. I was calling people. <laughs> I like how you said, everybody that knew who I was knew that I was starting a business flying drones. Uh, you said that one relationship that got you a job was a relationship from 10 years ago where you called yeah. them up. Yeah. So I think, you know, if people are willing to put in that level of, hey, I'm just going to call people and let people know what I'm doing. Awareness, I feel like, is almost half the battle where, if, you know, when someone comes to a situation where like they're going to need your service, you need to be able to pop in their head. And if you haven't talked to them ever or in the last 10 years or they don't know you're doing drone business or whatever, um, it's not going to happen. And maybe a Facebook post here and there will help. But that's that's not going to be enough. You really gotta you gotta go more boots on the ground. Yeah, it's it's amazing what happens when when COVID strikes and you, that's your only source of income. How 
how focused you become. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like you did have to. Desperation was almost a little bit your friend there to force you. It really to was. Get it done. Yeah. 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 Although I'm sure it wasn't pleasant in the moment, the the stress of it. But um, but it sounds like it's it's enabled you to build an awesome business that you have now. Yes, and I'm very thankful for it, and I really do enjoy it. I I, I love every day of being in this industry, and. Uh, I still enjoy flying the drones, even if they're not FPV quads. I, I, the Inspires and the Phantoms are still a blast to me, even flying them almost daily. Awesome. Well, Patrick, I wish you the best success. I'm, I hope we keep in touch. And uh, thank you so, so much for, for coming on and sharing all your insights and your journey with everyone. I know um, everybody's going to really appreciate you uh, sharing what you did. Yeah. Thank you very much. And thanks you. Thank you for having me on and go watch all the videos. Don't just skim them up. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Patrick. Well, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Patrick Whalen. Again, I always love diving into people's stories, hearing how they're overcoming challenges, overcoming obstacles. Um, it really just shows me that a lot of what comes down to being successful in a drone service business is being able to go out there, be creative uh, and Honestly, there's just some hustle involved when you get down to it. The people that I see who are really successful versus the people I see who aren't quite cutting it or not really getting jobs, they're usually just lacking that uh, initiative factor of just, hey, you know what? I'm going to get out there. I'm going to work an hour a day. I'm going to focus. I'm going to really put myself out there make some contacts and make it happen versus just kind of floating around and putting things off and uh, just not really taking action. When I when I dive into why people aren't doing well, I'll have drone pilots come to me and say, hey, David, I'm, I'm, I'm just not able to get clients. And then I really drill into what they're doing. And I say, you know, they're in some of our courses that help people get clients. And so I'll say, okay, well, in this one lesson, we teach you how to go talk to realtors and do this presentation. Um, have you gone out and have you tried that and given that presentation? Well, no, I'm, I'm thinking about it. And, you know, I really wanted to get this together first. And I want to do that first. And they haven't actually gone out and implemented anything or taken any action, yet they're disappointed at the results. So if you're listening to this um, and you listen to this podcast, just know, hey, a lot of your success relies on you, relies on taking action, taking an initiative, and just getting out there, even if it's uncomfortable. So just wanted to encourage you uh, with that. Reminder for the free t-shirt, uh, if you take the time to leave us a review, we'll send you that as a thank you. Again, remember, if you want to check out any of our courses, just go to dronelaunchacademy.com. There's a courses tab. They're all listed there. Feel free to check any of them out. I also listed some discounts during the intro, so you can go back and catch that and uh, give some promo codes out there. One last thing, uh, we have another game, the Two Truths and a Lie game. So if you want to win some more prizes and you've listened to this podcast, there is a link either in the YouTube video, uh, below the YouTube video, or in the email that this was announced in, the, uh, the podcast was announced. If you click that, you answer one question for us, you will be in the running to win one of three or four prizes. We give away hats, t-shirts, mugs actually uh it's a mug very similar to this that i have here if you're watching my uh youtube video right now and uh, a free course so go answer that you can win some of that swag and uh you have to do it before we release the next podcast so do that this week it's our reward to early podcast listeners all right thank you so much everyone we will be back next week. We have two more episodes after this in season four, uh, and then we will be filming and recording for season five um, to bring that to you. So very excited. Thank you all again so much for listening. Um, love you guys, and I'll see you next time.